What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, <clears throat> That's right. Oh, damn it, dude. I fucking cracked it too early. Sorry, by the way, earmuffs, by the way. I think we'll start cursing more. Is that okay? Okay, we'll start cursing more. Yeah, no, it's fine, right? Yeah. All right. I thought, I thought we are both on good on the same page there. I'm sure our listeners yeah, I mean, not too much. I'm not going to be like, you know, like, you know, filthy mouth here. But, you know, I just, you know, I would, you know, it's there. You, you fuck a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know fuck shit, sis, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Connor, before we, uh, you know, get get started with our little, uh, you know, pod we got going tonight. Another week in the books where we get to celebrate a victory it, together. It, it's yeah, like, cheers, man. Love to see uh, it. I'm expecting something horrible to happen. Yeah, I hope in, not. In our lives. <laughs> yeah. um, because this is like too... Too yeah. yeah, I mean, especially for me. I know, dude. Honestly, like, be, uh, well, again, before we get started with the pod and everything, like, I was thinking of like most surprising team in the NFL this year. How do you not say the Giants? You know? uh, they're, they're number one. Yeah, right. They gotta be, right? I don't. I can't think of a team that's close to being like a surprise than them uh, this the, the, year. Uh, to be honest, like, I, the, sure, there there could be some surprise. I think there's more surprises in terms of teams that are bad. Yeah, uh, but there's not a close second for right now. Surprise! The closest would probably be Dallas, maybe because after losing Dak, you're thinking like, "Oh, season's done for them." Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I, I would say Dallas is surprised to like their resilience of how good they've been with Cooper Rush and lost. Right, um, and they've looked great in doing so. But like Dallas is always like expected to be a pretty good team anyway. So right. Um, I, I can't. I, I, it, it, that that's semantics. Like yeah, right. And ju- just in terms of like surprises, like who would have thought the Giants would be four and one? Right. Going into week six, who would have thought the Raiders would be one and four? That, you know, yeah, like something like that. Saying, you know? it's like there's more teams yeah. that are bad surprises, right. Than good, right. Um, I think like, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I think like some of the other like bad teams. Um, we kind of expect to at least take a jump up. And, like, when evaluating that, you're not just looking at records, but, like, we expected, okay, the Jaguars to perform a little bit better. Right. And they have, I mean, last week aside. Right. They, they have performed better. Um, the Jets, you know, they're 3-2. and two. Right. They're, like, they're looking, I mean, listen, I know they're without Tua and Teddy Bridgewater last week, but... That defense, like, they dominate. That was my one pick that actually went my way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt it because, you know, just like, like, Teddy is very serviceable. He's a good quarterback, you know, can really game manage a game well. And I'll stop in a second so we can, like, you know, get the music to stop here yeah. because as you guys are probably, you know, listening, what you're seeing, you're hearing that great music in the background. But anyway, um, he doesn't throw the ball like Tua. Tua takes his shots downfield. And I just thought that there would not be a lot of that going on. I think the Jets would find a way to prevail because, I mean, the Jets. You know, they're not, say what you, they're not that bad. Like they're they're not a bad team, and they're not that bad. But like, you know, you got DJ Reed on the side. You got uh, DJ Reed. Did I get that right? Okay, cool. And then Sauce, who's gonna get better as like you know he gets those NFL reps up and everything. A good one-two punch at corner there. They got a good linebacking core. Kawan Alexander and and uh, uh, CJ Mosley. Um, defensive line probably could get a little bit better of a pass rush, but still you got Carl Lawson down there and Quincy Williams. Quinn Williams. I almost said Quincy Williams too. Huh? Um, but yeah, they're not that bad. I thought they would kind of hold them in check a little bit, especially being at home. That fan base is going to be a little excited, you know, going against the Dolphins division opponent. So teams like, you know, in the division have just like, you know, kind of bullied them for a lot of weeks. So, hey, you know what? I kind of I kind of thought that was going to happen. So they really pulled away in the fourth quarter, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've been – I've been very impressed with what I've seen from them. Yeah. 
Brees Hall. Oh, Brees, this was like this was like rookie week. It was. Yeah, it was. I was I was watching uh, somebody like Red Zone uh, before the Eagles game with uh, Siciliano, and he was like, "This is like rookie week going on. You got Brees Hall going off. You got Sauce getting his first interception. And Sauce has been yeah, um, lights out. Oh God, who's the corner that uh, Texans drafted? Uh, Stingley. Stingley yeah, got yeah, his first interception yeah. too. Yeah. I, so. I tell you what, I mean, not only like have the rookies uh, across the board play well, play, play well um, so far this season, but what I love to see is when you're talking about, oh, who's offensive rookie of the year, who's defensive rookie of the year, you can name like, like yeah. it's, it, there's no runaway. There's like, yeah. oh, you can make the argument for this. You can make the argument for like 10 different guys on you both sure sides can. of the ball. Yeah, you sure and can. Some other guys aren't lingering that far behind. Yeah, I think um, I think right now if like a, like Gomez puts in my head for offensive rookie of the year, I might choose Garrett Wilson. Yeah, because like, I think I mean, Garrett Wilson's been unbelievable the, so far. I, you have first off two on the Jets. Brees Hall mm-hmm. is definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. he might be leading now after this right. last week, but Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Oh, Chris Olave's he's been, been pretty, he's been great. He's been a beast. Um, you know, Drake London's been solid. Yes, he, he hasn't really had like a you know. A, takeover game like Alave and Wilson have, but he's just been like putting up a solid like six for seventy six yards yeah. like each game. Yeah, absolutely. With the Falcons. Yeah, like, right. Mario Marcus Mario throw yeah, exactly. Um, and but, well they're not throwing a pit, so you know. <laughs> no. Kenneth Walker had a good week last week. I know that was his kind yeah. of his first like uh we'll see now going forward with this. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um and then you know, you got Linderbaum who hasn't let up a Sack, right? Or a pressure, right? Like that's crazy. So many, I was so convinced the Eagles were going to go there in the first round. I, I was so the convinced. Too, but yeah. I, well, I wanted the Giants to if the situation like changed, like, but it worked in their favor. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You want to stop? Let's stop it here. Yeah. yeah, let's stop it here. Okay, we're gonna stop it here, and then we'll, you know, we'll get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah. All right, Connie. So now we're in the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, what do we want to start with? Let's start with just transactions first, because I think we okay. had a couple big things happen this week in uh, regards to a coaching, our first coaching firing of the season, and also a probably not a big trade, but a trade that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. Okay. Um. So I want to go into the trade first because th- we can say a little bit on it, but you know, and then we can move on to the big, the big fish here. Uh. So Deion Jones late Sunday night got traded to the uh, Cleveland Browns. And I know he's kind of underperformed the last uh, couple years playing with Atlanta, but I think he might just need like a little change of scenery. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's a good move for him, and I think it's a good move for Cleveland. Why not take a shot? At Absolutely, sure up that defense a little bit too yeah. as well. And I, you know, the fact that he has had like those past couple seasons that have he hasn't been like that great in. You know, if this happened in like 2019, 20, I'd be like, oh my god, wow, this is a good get for like oh, the yeah. Cleveland Browns. But I'm really curious to see him like, you know, rekindle his kind of playing style a little bit yeah. because I really think he is a really good linebacker. And the thing is, he doesn't like in Atlanta, he was like the guy. Mm-hmm. Like right. he doesn't have to be the guy in Cleveland and he can bounce off of that. Right. Like, and I love this move for Cleveland because, you know, they're two and three right now. And to be honest with you, I think they're playing very good football yeah. with, considering the circumstances. Um, you know, they, they lost the tr- which I'll get into more of that. They lost the Chargers <laughs> on, you know, a missed field goal that would have went to overtime. Um, you know, they lost the Jets after that crazy yeah. last two minutes. Like, you know, they're – and they lost the the, the Falcons in right. the game that they should have won. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, okay, like, they, they lost those games and the Chargers game they should have lost, like, 
regardless of that. Right, Chargers are better they, team. They, and the Chargers gave them a shot right. because of very poor coaching. Um, but they're two and three, but they're in a division with the Steelers who are horrible. Yeah, nothing's going on there. Um, the Bengals, I mean, the, the Bengals and the Ravens are both better teams in my opinion. Um, but like they're, you know, they're, they're, their records are right there. Like the Browns are in position to They're like, letting the Browns stick around yeah, is what exactly, they're doing for, exactly. for so the like, impending, uh, you know, uh, you know, acquisition of Deshaun Watson yeah, coming back. And I don't know like where the Browns like head was at, like, you know, knowing Deshaun was going to get suspended and then gets bumped to 11 games. Like, are they like looking like, Hey, you know what, whatever happens this year happens, but. It's pretty much a wash. Like next year's, like you know, the real year to get started. Or are they like, hey, no, no, no we want to actually put ourselves in a position to compete. And then when Deshaun was back, let's see what can happen. I don't know where their heads at. I mean, either or. Like, I think, sense, but like, they're in. Like right now, they're in it. Like, right, hundred percent. So I think if I'm the Browns, I looked at that trade before I made it, and I look at all like the depth and just the you know strong like players we have at certain positions. And I'm thinking, like, I think we can stay afloat here. Yeah, Because Jacoby Brissett isn't great, but he's also had starter experience. He can get and you he, a couple of victories here exactly. and there. He you know, get, He can get the job And, like, done. who knows what happens with the Ravens and the Bengals. You know, something's going to happen there. And I don't think anyone was really scared by the Steelers except for, like, me because I thought Mitch Trubisky would be, like, you know, a pretty good quarterback in that system. And, uh, okay, I'm fine. I'm terribly wrong. You've you know, been right I mean. on a lot of other things. All right, so. thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, God, thank you. I needed no, that. I, I needed that. Needed that. Needed that. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so I just think they're looking at, like, they're just the roster itself. And it's like, hey, you know what? I think we can raffle up a couple wins here and, uh, you know, just stay afloat to, like, you know, like towards that latter end of the season where they can maybe make a push for a quarterback of the talent of Deshaun Watson coming in. Exactly. You, know, you got have Amari Cooper there. You got, you got uh, David Bell. They just drafted, you know, they got a lot of good, you got Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, is... uh, Kareem Hunt still Joku, yeah. who they're finally getting involved Which in the I'm, offense. Well, Me too. Right yeah. Um, but I think this is a great trade yeah. and good timing right. for them to do it because like now, like, Okay, you're, you're sure. I mean, not that this is going to be like, oh, that you know, the difference between you know winning a few games and losing a few games. It's not like that big of a trade, but right. like it could have some impact, some positive impact on them. And <clears throat> like, it's it's early in the season. the The division's wide open. Um, you know, even that, even the conference, really, in terms of like. Making making you know the wild one of the wild card spots. Of course, it's wide open too. Yeah, you got that extra playoff spot that they yeah. just implemented last year and everything. So, and then you know you wait another four or five games um, and reevaluate where you are there. Right. Um, you know, see what happens with Deshaun. I mean, that that was going to happen regardless, but like reevaluate then and then be like, okay, do we want to you know make a move for another receiver? Like, mm-hmm. what do, what do we do, or do we want to be like, hey, you know. Let's play it out. We make the playoffs. We make the playoffs. That's great. And, like, go for a run. But if not, like, you know what? Next year's really the year that we restart this whole, you know. Yeah. I think they can scare some teams if they do make the playoffs because they got a good pass rush. they got a good secondary, a good linebacking core now, probably even better now. Yeah, better Good receiving core, probably one of the better offensive lines in the league. Nick Chubb. Gasses for 115, Right. And they keep them fresh throughout the game. Every game. Yep. He does that. Yep. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Most underrated uh, running back in football, and he's a top three running back in football. Yeah, you know what? He's not talked about a lot. You hear a lot about Henry. Um, 
what you call it. Barkley now yeah. is the guy you're hearing about. And, so. I, and I, right now, I think Barkley has been number one. I mean, he's leads the league in scrimmage yards at the position. Right. Like, so I'd give him the number one spot now. But the thing is, and Chubb's number two. I believe Miles Sanders is number three. You think you're really? I think he is number three. He was number three going into last week. Yeah, last. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I think he's uh, five now because okay. they didn't run the ball too much, yeah. which I'll get into or whatever with that like horrid game plan. But, but anyway, but my point is like you can like there's all, all the other running backs cycle in and out of the top three. Barkley, you know, he's had injuries and he had looked good before that. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, like all those guys, like cycle in and out of the Dalvin Cook, uh-huh. cycle in and out of the top three. Nick Chubb is just Mister. Like every week, yes. every week he gives you over a hundred yards and at least one touchdown. At least the guy never has a dud game. He doesn't. Every other running back. I know. Has a dud game. Yeah, there. and I was watching the uh, Steelers Browns game a couple weeks ago on Thursday night. I was like, they, they can't, they can't do anything. Like, yeah, they, and, they can't stop him. They have and, no answer for him. And the thing is, like, he doesn't like. And he runs he, tough. He, he doesn't have the athleticism that Barkley does. He doesn't have the size that I mean, he's big, but he doesn't. He's have, good. He doesn't have the size that Henry does or anything yeah. like that. But the, he just. He just. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Yeah. He's not. He's not Barry Sanders. He's not Emmett Smith. He's not Bo Jackson, but the dude just yeah, runs, no, dude. And runs in a certain direction, picks a direction yeah. to run in, and he gets 24 yards. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's insane. He reminds me of Jamal Lewis, you know? Yeah. Like something yeah. like that, you know? Actually, that's a good comparison. Yeah, he reminds me of Jamal Lewis. Like, you know, the guy who's not, like, athletic so much. Yeah. Like, he's not going to make you miss. But, like, for some reason, he's got good vision, yeah. you know? And he, he just, just he runs right through yeah, you, you know? Exactly. If, if someone's in his way or something like that because – uh, but anyway, that, that Browns offensive line, you know, does a great job for him too as well. So anyway, so, you know, that's what we have thoughts about, like, you know, the Browns and the Deion Jones trade and everything and how that, you know, uh, makes them, uh, you know, level up to uh, teams around the AFC a little bit. Makes them maybe, maybe a, little, a little bit better. So anyway, uh, let's get into the uh, Matt Rule firing actually down in Carolina. So um, I guess I'm kind of I'm, – I'm like not shocked that he got fired. I'm kind of just like a little shocked at the timing because it's only week five. You're in October. But – you know, they weren't competing. I, yeah, they see, weren't competing. Then there were reports that, coming out already that, like, players, like, he lost the locker room. Well, I mean, the, the TJ Moore stuff. Yeah. Like, like really, like, come on. Like, I know. Come on. He's blaming DJ Moore for not getting open for Baker and stuff like that. And it's like, eh, well, you know, it's probably not the best course of action. And, and the thing is, like, a lot of people were kind of like, somehow that situation got, like, put on Baker. And I was like, listen – you can call Baker a lot of things, and you can say, "Hey, he's a bad quarterback." Yeah, that's fine. Baker ain't gonna throw guys under the bus. No, he won't do ba- that. Baker's not. A, Baker is a a team first guy that like he he will like be like you know I gotta be better and stuff like that. Like he's not gonna be like, "Well, guys aren't getting open." And, right? And he, no, he would never would. Even when yeah. even uh, Odell, Odell Beckham yeah. like talk shit about him yeah, and stuff his like dad, that. He was like, yeah. Baker still. He, he was, just so, just yeah. took it. Yeah, just um, took it. And that's one thing I do admire about Baker. Me too. That's probably the only thing I do admire yeah, about Baker, yeah, to be much. honest with you. Um, yeah. But which is a big thing, honestly, for like you know winning over a locker room. Yeah, you know? 100, especially at the quarterback. Which yes, is. but uh, yeah, for Matt Rule, is a matter of when, not if. Um, uh, I do think this was the right time to do it um, because look, you've had three years. Uh, 
And and to be honest with you, I was a huge Matt Rule fan coming out. I wanted yeah, the Giants too. to sign him. I wanted the Eagles to too. I thought the Giants were. Yeah, well, he wanted to go there. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, from the area. Um, yep. But, uh, and like, you know, some, some coaches, like, uh, I don't think it's like the end of Matt Rule and stuff, like, some coaches have bad first stints. Like, I don't think that he's a, a horrible coach. Um, sometimes just things don't work out. Like, look, he came in with a bad roster. Yeah. They, they were, they have been, since he got there, stuck in that weird purgatory right. that I was talking about before the season. Like, I don't know what to expect from the Panthers. I think that they're bad, but I also think that they're not bad enough. And I also think that they're not good. But, like, looking at their roster, it's kind of like, how, what are you, what's the, what's the plan here? Like, all these other teams, like, I can see, like, the Texans, I see a plan. Like, you're starting from scratch. Right. The, the Jaguars, like, I see a plan. Like, you've got your quarterback. Yeah. And now, like, you filled in the roster yeah, a little yeah, bit here and the there. Yeah. You're going to continue to do that. Yep. Jets, saw a plan. Giants, finally, I see a plan. Yep. But actually, you know, the Giants are a good comparison. The Dave Gettleman era Giants are a good comparison to where the Panthers are. It was like, Agreed. what are we do? Are we trying to win? Are we trying to rebuild? Or like, what are right. we trying to do? You don't know. I don't know. And when you don't have a quarterback, you are unless you make a decision on what you're trying to do, you're going to be stuck in that spot. So I do feel like a coach, especially in that predicament, that does – cause some issues where there's like, you know, obviously, I mean, any coach is trying to win. Right. It's, it's their job. Of like, course. Their job isn't certain. Um, but they're just, their roster is like, eh, and then you just, every year he's been there, his quarterbacks, Baker, Darnold, Cam here and there, PJ yep. Tucker here and there. Um, who's the other guy? Oh, geez. Kyle Allen. Uh, did you mention Darnold? Yeah. Oh, you did mention yeah. Darnold? I missed Darnold. Was Kyle, um, Allen? Kyle Allen. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, correct. Yep. Like just random guys, when I'm like, there's not much to expect. Like, yeah, he was from, dealt a bad hand. Yeah, yeah. And, but like, I'm not saying that's you know, he's you know forgiven. Like, he's the only like he was just dealt a bad hand. That's he got the short end. Of the he stick. could have done better with he the. He could have done better. Yeah, he absolutely could have done better. But they were never going to be like, like I think the, the like I said, it's not when it's not when it was it's not if it was when. The firing was always going to happen pretty much since last year. Like the first year, you know, whatever. Last year it was like, okay, you guys got off to that hot start and then completely fell completely. apart after that. The Giants yep. game, I think, was the turning point. Yes. Um, but then, like, after that it was just like, what, what the ceiling of this team is now and then what the ceiling of the team is this year is virtually the same. Yeah. And – there's just there's no movement there, and, there and, and again, and looking at how everything's going, like it's probably going to be the same next yeah. year. Yeah, and did you listen to what Tepper said in his uh, his uh, press conference there? He goes, "If Wilkes does an amazing job, he's in contention to like be he should. a head coach. He should be. It's he's amazing. not. No, it, it should, no. But I'm, I'm saying he should have another shot. He should. Um, he was. He was. Oh, you want to talk about dealing bad hands? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying like. He should get another shot. He should, but um, he's not thinking of Steve Wilkes. No, I mean he's I'm, thinking Sean Payton. Oh yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying like Steve Wilkes is the answer, but he should definitely get you know yeah another shot at it. But again, you're not going to see 
anything from this team that's going to be like, okay, we have something. Right. Like, you know, oh, we're on to something. Like, you need to do. They have, like, good players in, like, random spots. That's the you know? thing. Just random they positions. They have no strong position group. Yeah. J.C. Horn has been amazing. Great. Their secondary isn't good. No. Ryan Burns is a premier edge rusher. Right. Their edge rushing or defensive line, you know, linebacker court right. isn't good. Ike Mukwanu has been actually pretty good pretty this good. year. Um, yep. He had a great game last week. Their offensive line is not good. Baker, I mean, quarterback we know. Yeah. Wide receiver, and that, that goes with the Let wide Let me some DJ Moore, but he hasn't really no, like but, had the connection with Baker Mayfield. And, the, and that's connected to the, the quarterback because any of the receivers haven't had it. This is true. McCaffrey, what, like, you're just a – I don't even. They're not using him. He's done okay. I mean, he's, he's done, done like okay. fifteen points a week. He's like, done. He's done okay, but like they need to get him more involved in the passing game. But but that's the thing. Like yeah. that's what he is. That's what he like, is. That is what he's at his best. That's when when he since he's been on that team. You know when they went to the Super Bowl. You know those years where they were actually like kind of good. They were good because they utilized him in the past. Well, he wasn't with the team at the Super Bowl. Was what he wasn't? No, was he was drafted. Yeah, he was drafted in twenty seventeen. Uh, when the draft was in Philly, they were in the Super Bowl in 2015. 2015, yes. Okay. But regardless, That's, regardless yeah. I'm talking still kind of like Cam era. Fair. Um, they were like they were still like using. He was having 10, 11 receptions a game, and they were marching down the field. Like whether they were like an ultra competitive or ultra good team or not, they were competitive because they would score Absolutely. because of McCaffrey. Yep. They're not scoring because of McCaffrey. They're not scoring at all. Right. Like. They're not. Yeah, they're so, a very stagnant team right now, and we, you mentioned it before. We said it before the season. They're that team where it's like they're going to be like bad, but not bad enough yeah. to get like a premier like player, and th- that kind of sucks. But that, but that's that's one part of it though. It's like you're not bad enough to get like premier players, but you're also not bad enough to identify what you're trying to do. Right. Like, well, I mean, actually, you are. You should just sit back and be like, you know what? Let's just. Trade Brian Burns, trade DJ Moore, get all. Let's just start a new, like the Texans did. I think they're going to want to do that. That's why I think that's what's going to happen now, and that's what they should have done. Like, well, maybe they should in the off season. uh, Yeah, I mean, because you saw last year, you saw the collapse. The Donald project didn't work out. Don't take a chance on like another quarterback who's like on the fringe of being a backup quarterback. It's like, like, is Baker better than Donald? I'd say he is so far of what they've shown, but like. How much better are you like what like if you went from you know the first step, maybe you're going to the second step. When you are giving up on a quarterback and you're trying to bring in a new quarterback, try to take like three steps or right. something like that. Like, right. Don't make what's as close to a lateral move as possible. Yeah, like, honestly, that's a perfect yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. It was a lateral move yeah. to go from Donald to Baker Mayfield. So I mean, actually like more I was like talking about it, like, you know, timing wise, oh. like maybe you don't like no, not not that. Oh, but, okay, all right. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe they should have started this last year. I can understand giving it like that extra time. See, you know, if, if we got something, I, I think they, I, I think the timing is actually right with what they did. They were like, you know what, we're five games in. It ain't working. It ain't good. We need to start over. It's what they do next that'll prove me like right with this. Now, start shipping guys off. Start the the process to begin the rebuild because you need a full overhaul. And I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. You ready for it? If the Eagles beat the Cowboys on Sunday night, 
By the time the Eagles play their week eight game after the bye, Brian Burns will be a Philadelphia Eagle. Well, here's one thing to, for that. If they lose the Cowboys Sunday night. <laughs> I know. I, I'm thinking like it's going to happen, but it, it'll be more delayed if they lose. You know, because really? now, yeah, now you're hard. probably a game, possibly two, with the Giants facing Baltimore this week ahead in the division. Yeah. So you want to make that extra push to put them to put them with sleep. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm just saying. I think either way, when I think control, yes. I think they they go. But I'm talking first. about timing more yeah, so. Yeah, you know, sure. like when Week Eight comes around and the Eagles get dressed up to play the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Brian Burns will be on that field playing for the Eagles. Is Brian Burns the first domino to fall in Carolina? Like that's the other thing because I think if, so because you're not because like you, a lot of the talk is DJ Moore right yeah. and Christian McCaffrey. They're paid players, right? Yeah. So I don't think Brian Burns has a contract yet to move on, right? So that's a big get right now because he's a premier pass rusher, as you just said. Um, premier pass rushing is, of course, every team wants it. And you're making a trade for a player who's young. He's only 24 years old. So you're making that trade. You're putting those investments in for a player who's not only going to help you today, but he's also part of a building block for the future. My only thing is what I said is he the first domino fall? I like if if DJ Moore is traded next week or something, like that means that they're ready to like them teams are going to come calling, so the Eagles can't wait around. Like they're going to need to get on if right. they want Brian Burns, they're going to need to get on him. Quick. He's the best option you can get right now. 100%. And yeah, because like you know, I was thinking like I think the Eagles are going to want pass rushing help with the loss of Derek Barnett, and you know, with the uncertainty of like. Players of Graham, Cox, Hargrave, who are on their last year of the contract. So it, it is literally like an AJ Brown. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? It's exactly yeah, exactly it's right. A, why wouldn't it's exactly you? Exactly right. It? And then um, I was thinking more Yannick and Gakwe with how Indianapolis has been really like playing like below their standard. But the, them winning in Denver kind of helps him stay a little bit until go, they get things going. You go to Ngakwe if you can't get Burns. Right, but this was happened all like after the fact. Yeah. You know, because I'm looking at pass rushers for like teams that like are stinking that could really take the Eagles to that next level. I know the Eagles liked Yannick Ngakwe like a couple years ago. I thought he was going to be an Eagle. Yeah, it never worked out. But um, that Brian Burns get, that would be a big fish because, again, you know, when you make these kind of trades in the midseason, it's not only to go and help you now and like win that Super Bowl or be in contention, it's for the playoffs. And also, the guy's so young. You can sign him to an extension, and then you got Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns rushing from both sides and with a like a with like a what you call it a revolving door of like Josh Sweat, uh, Teron Jackson, players like that. And, and the thing is, like you just pointed out, especially for good teams, a it's very difficult to draft yes. an edge rusher. Like I said, especially when you're good, and B, it's almost just as hard to sign an edge rusher right. in free agency because. A lot of these guys, they're like, I mean, there's this like feel like I want to go to where I want to go, a winning team or something like that. But like with edge rushers, premier edge rushers, people throw ridiculous money at them. Like, oh, I'm going to go with this. Right. And when you trade for one and you set that up where you have like, you're here, you know, we can talk yes. contract extension, stuff like that. That's just – that is the way to go. Like, and like, that situation is the way to go. And the Eagles got two ones next year, right? Yeah. I am not letting any team touch that Saints pick. I am keeping that well, Saints well, pick. For, but if they're the Eagles' own pick, I'll, I'll trade that right sure, away. Sure, but I don't, I, I don't know if you have to give up a one for Burns. Uh, 
I'm thinking that's going to be the starting point, and I think someone. I might... mean, if you do, you do. Like, if you do, you do whatever. Like, I think more is. I think that's, well, they got two twos too. Yeah, so like, I mean, give up a first of like, if 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 Carolina, if the Eagles offered Carolina a second and a third for Brian Burns, I would take that if I'm Carolina. Yeah. Like. Uh, they have so many maybe, holes. Maybe, to, maybe they know. can get more. Like you, football trades, you never know because no. you have Tyreek here, and then you have Devontae. Like, and, and I mean, I, again, both like good, you know, good value and stuff. But like, Devontae got this, uh, or you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek, where it's like, what the? Like, yeah, what how was Houston doing? How, yeah, how does how does Tyreek get? And, and, and this, Tyreek, oh. yeah, and Tyreek is one of the premier players in the league, absolutely. Um, but he gets this haul, and DeAndre Hopkins, at his best, got a second round pick, and David uh, oh. Johnson. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Like, so I, I don't know with with football trades. Like, yeah, I don't, know. and I know there's no market setting. There's right, no and I know there's no better GM in the league at trades than Howie exactly. Roseman. Yeah, Howie's fantastic. I, I, I think he could get that done without getting, giving him a first. I think you he could to, too. Yeah, if you if you really have to and you really want to, you think that's a big difference point in a Super Bowl, which you know. No, I would I, if it came to it, I'd give it up. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. If, yeah, if I'm saying to, I agree. To, yeah, like you know, but I'm not letting any team touch that Saints pick. Like I'm keeping that Saints no. pick. Um, I'll give up my own pick. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, again, I I'm more thinking like I'm right with you, honestly. I'm thinking more second and like another pick yeah. because they have two twos, so you still have the two. You're probably gonna get Andre Dillard on a condition or a compensatory pick the year after that. So I know that doesn't help you in 2023, like with the draft and everything. But you're still getting value there because regardless how you think about Andre Dillard, he is a starting caliber left tackle, right? Yeah. And I mean, Halapuli Vaiti Vaitai got. You like that? Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, Birds fan. So him going into free agency after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he got like $12 million a year. Yeah. And he hasn't played left tackle for them anymore. He plays right guard. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but even even that, like, there's still value. Like, you're getting an offensive lineman on a team that needs offensive linemen. Right. Put him wherever and, like, let it work. But, like, that's, that's not even, like, the – that's – they're, they don't care about that. Like, if mm-hmm. they get it, sure, whatever. But they don't care about that. I mean, yeah. they're still young, but right. they don't really care. They want picks. And if I'm the Panthers, take all the picks you can get, draft well, like, roster team. Because, like, if you the, – the, the beauty of the NFL draft is there's so many good and diverse players where if you have, like – not only can you use the picks as assets for trades, but right. if you have 11, 12, 13 picks in a draft, right? And I mean, that's on the higher end, but like, of course, you can literally roster. I'm not saying like it, you know, feels like everyone is going to work out, but I'm saying you can roster a whole side of the football. Least, yeah, right. At least you, you get role find, players. Yeah. You can find who is good, like who's going to be a starter. Who's going to be a role player and who is a miss? Right, and then you do it all again next year. Yep. So, like, keep and also, those and then I'm, you fill you 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 establish a core, and then you can start, you know, right. trade, free agency, stuff like this. Right. And also, what I would do if I was the Panthers right now, I would take a chance on like getting like a pick and like a really young player, you know, something like that. 
Something yeah. that you can see what you got, and maybe like let's say you got something right that helps you out in the draft next year. You know yeah. that much more. So get you a know. young player in like a position group that's already somewhat established, or you have a building block. Like for instance, you got J.C. Horn on one side. Yeah. Try to get another, you know, cornerback or safety that you can kind of maybe like use to pair with him. Yeah. Keep that position group strong. And with a Jeremy Chin. Or yeah, I, I, I'm just saying like well, oh, yeah, I know the board, but gotcha. Uh, you have Akeem Aquanu. Try to get, you know, a, a, a young guard or, you know, maybe like a – you're not going to get a starting right tackle, but like – No. But like try to get like a, a young, a, you know, a young offensive lineman. Something Absolutely. Like that. Try to strengthen – you know, because, again, we agree that build in the trenches, do what the, the lines are yep. doing. Yep. Um, and – you know, take it from there. So. Yeah, I can't stress how important that is. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that mindset. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, you want to go into the little Giants-Eagles breakdown? Yeah, let's All do right, it. so we'll do that. That's a little like the big stories happening around the league. So let's, uh, let's pause here, and then we'll get into the Giants first, as we always do. And then uh, we'll get into the Eagles a little bit. I know Connor, Connor had the bigger game this week, honestly. Um, Eagles had a really fast start, but uh, they kind of like, you know, leveled out a little bit during the game a little bit. But – what a game to start off Sunday with buckle the Giants. Up. Yeah, buckle up for this one. So I might throw up at some point. But yeah. anyway, we'll get we'll get that set for you guys. And uh, yeah, so we'll be right back. If you're not puking, I didn't do my job. <sighs> God, I'm going to puke. All right, so let's get some Eagles, uh, you know, dissection here for a yeah. little bit. Of course, not going to be much. Um, this game really started out where I thought it was going to be like an Eagles blowout going forward. Uh, 14 nothing lead to start the game. And the first drive was yeah. like... They just moved the ball down. They did with like ease. Yes. And just Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, boom, 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 right, boom. boom you're on the one yard line. Jalen Hurts squeak it in. And I gotta give I gotta give credit to the Eagles fan base here. This is a home game for the Eagles. Like they even it said, was, yeah, because yeah, like it was like, loud in there yeah. for like the the Arizona Cardinals had to go to a, a silent count in their own stadium, which is like just awesome. I love I love to hear that. I really do. Um, and also. I love seeing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson getting his first pick as an bad, Eagle. Yeah. He played a good ball on a deep route, and he saw where Kyler was going to go, was going to go, and he undercut the route, and he got a pick there. So love to see that from Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I might be nitpicking a little bit here, but excuse me, I did notice that like through the course of the season, I would love Jalen to throw a few more touchdowns rather than run it in. Is that, is that nitpicking a little bit? It is. Okay, because, all right. Because look, well, here's the thing: it is, but it isn't. We all, because we as fans, especially diehard fans, we like to see those nice stats, like the yeah, of course, but like touchdowns. yeah, like it, it, it adds a little bit of extra, like that's my court, that's what my quarterback did. But I've grown. I think this has been kind of like because of where the Giants have been, where it's like, hey, score a touchdown, any means necessary. Right. So I, I'm watching the games. Like for instance, Daniel Jones didn't throw a touchdown last game. He, he marched. He marched. Them well, Jalen and Daniel Jones have both the same amount of touchdown passes this year. Did they really? At four. Really? Yeah. I thought Jalen had more, but yeah. um, but like he marched them down the field. He was the catalyst, and and Barkley obviously, but he was the catalyst to getting them inside the three yard line every time where they scored two yard touchdown, one yard touchdown, two yard touchdown. Like, right. If that's what you do every single time, and you're winning games. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't fair. Care. Okay. Like, yes, I, I I would love more. I would love more if I saw like those same. Let's just say same numbers like completion 
yards, everything, but instead of no touchdowns, it's two touchdowns, or instead yes. of one touchdown, it's three touchdowns. I'd love that because right. it's more aesthetically pleasing and it's more like, ah, like what a great play. Like right. There. But if you're inside the five-yard line and you can punch it in, running the ball, whether it's your quarterback or your running back, just do, that's better. Well, that's honestly, better I, I do prefer that. Yeah, I'm talking about like, safer. yeah, I'm talking about like taking shots yeah, like 20 yeah, to 30 yeah. yards out, something like that, you know, towards the end zone. But whatever. Sure. I felt like I was nitpicking. I just wanted you to confirm that for me. So, like, you know, I appreciate that. But well, you're winning the game. So, like, so like I we won this game 20 to 17, but like, I feel like I have a lot more negatives to say than positives. And that's because I wasn't the biggest fan of the game plan this from the offensive side of the ball in this game. Too many screen plays. If I felt like we were back in 2020 with like Jalen just getting his feet wet in the NFL and he's taking all these screen plays and stuff. And even on the sideline, Jalen and uh, Steichen got into it a little bit. And Steichen, you know, you could see him out of the words like, just, just, just trust me. And, you know, so, and even like the first drive, we mentioned it before. You see AJ Brown getting these, the separation and just getting these nice catches and it's moving like forward. 11 yards, yeah. 11 yards. 13 years. Exactly. Keep the chains moving, stuff like that. And, like, I really had a feeling this is going to be, like, a Dallas Goddard game, and it turned out to be like it was because the Cardinals cannot cover tight ends whatsoever. So this was the mismatch to go there. Which is hilarious to me because, like, hey, you have Isaiah Simmons. Why isn't he on Goddard? Right. Like, he is the perfect guy to put on Goddard. Like, what? what's going on? I know. And it was strange because, like, at times they would line him up in, like, in the slot. Which it's like, why, why, what are we doing here? Like, I get it, he's a very versatile player, but like, you know, if I'm hit, if I'm the Cardinals, like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? All respect, I love Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I think he's awesome. I thought he would give Jane a lot of problems, yeah. but they didn't capitalize like on like you know the what the Cardinals were giving them with and, these screenplays. And to piggyback off of what you're saying, before, yeah, good. Isaiah Simmons should be in the slot when you have tight ends like. Daniel Bellinger, for example, or um, Will Disley. Yeah, guys players like, like that. that. Dallas Goddard is like, you know, a, a Kelsey-esque tight end. Yes. Where it's like he – you can line him up anywhere. He's going to run all different routes. Yeah. He's going to, you know, get open. He's not just the catch-and-fall-down guy. He's going to be running routes specifically to catch the ball and gain extra yards. Yeah. And that and that alone is like a double-edged sword because that's what offenses want out of tight ends to create mismatches. But on defense, that's where if you have a guy like Isaiah Simmons, you can benefit and take advantage of that of because course. you know what they're going to be doing and you can cut off the rows. You can just keep your eyes on on the quarterback there right. and see where he's going. Like, you can make a jump on the ball, but. Anyway, no, I, good I, point. I, no, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I really do. I, I thought just real quick, like, yeah, I good. Finish, like, yeah, I thought this was Philadelphia's worst game this year. Yeah, like, um, and it's straight, and it sucks because as I as I started out talking about this game, like, they started out on fire, exactly. And like, that, that's what's more, almost more just right, like, but like, they should have won this game by, but the Eagles, you know what. I knew this stat going in. I, this is a tough place for them to play. Like, the Eagles haven't won a game here in Arizona since yeah, 2001. You told me about that. Like, like, wow. Yeah, and it's something like that. It's like it's like over, like, you know, well, close to 20 years ago. Yeah. So, they can't play out there for some reason. Even, like, Trey Thomas was, like, on one of my favorite pods talking about even when we went, whenever we went out there, for some reason, we don't know if it was the flight. Whenever we, 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 like, rode in there, we just couldn't play in there. Like, we just we just had our worst game of the season in that building. 
for whatever reason. And that seems like a transition into the, into this game too as well. I mean, they did they did, did like the the little the hot start that the Eagles had in this game is what won them the game because they, yeah because they leveled out yeah. at, at probably like from quarter two to like quarter four honestly. But I also like I, I pointed out to you before I was like I also love as bad like not not as bad as a game this was but like this being their worst game this year because they've been you know just terrific all year round um this game because like so you had other games like the lions game where they were dominating um like right after like that first like drive or two they were dominating and then like okay you're up by all these points you let your foot off the gas like that happens but you still close it out you won good right this game was kind of like it wasn't just I mean, you could argue maybe like letting the foot off the gas a little bit, but not really because it was just the first drive, and that was pretty much it. So abandon, like game yeah. plan, whatever. Like they got a short field with the interception on the second drive. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah. yeah, so like I, 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 I wouldn't characterize it as letting the foot off the gas because um, they were never really up. They're up fourteen nothing, but that's like you know that's at the start of the second quarter. There's still a ton of game left to be played so i'm not going to say like they left the foot off the gas right right um but just to show kind of a resilience to be like you know we're not playing our best game right now um but let's just get out of here we're still going to close it out yeah we're still going to do what we need to do because like you know yeah i know amandola missed the game time field goal um 43 yards uh, at the end of the game but like even if he hits that um, yeah, absolutely. The Eagles can still lose in overtime, but they still – it's not like that's the that's the game there. They had still right. a chance to win it in overtime. The, yeah, of course. Um, but still, just the resilience that they showed to – like that's what good teams do when they're not playing their best because every team has off games to still come away with a win, like an ugly kind of gritty win. That's that's a testament to the team. Yeah, and it, and it was ugly. Like I thought the Eagles were going to take their downfield shots with like the weakness of the Cardinal secondary, yeah. and I thought they were going to you know uh, take their shots with Dallas Goddard. They did do that. Yeah, they did. But that. you know, just the offensive game plan. I just got to reiterate. I just I just did not like. Yeah. Um, I'll jump to the defensive side of the ball really fast too as well. Um, like I mentioned before, Chauncey Gardner Johnson getting his first pick as an Eagle. He's really coming into his role as a safety, which um, which, which I expected a little bit of a growing pain there because he hasn't played it since college. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Like, and I love the fact that Avante Maddox was out the last two games, I think. And this is, yeah, two games. Yeah, he was out of Washington. He was out at uh, this game. And they chose not to move Chauncey Gardner-Johnson down to the uh, the slot cornerback role that he was used to playing in New Orleans. They just thought they should keep him there and have Josiah Scott in there. And honestly, Josiah Scott had a pretty good game in the slot. So, you know what, he's going to build on that. And he's got a big test for him this week uh, with uh, the Cowboys' offensive uh, weaponry. And uh, I think about the Max might be back. But, hey, if he's not, I do trust Josiah Scott there. But anyway, um, if you watch the All-22 on this game, which I do because I'm a nerd, um, I loved what I saw from Jordan Davis. He had a monster. He had, he really did, dude. It's he not going to show in the stat book by any means, but please watch these plays. Like there was a screenplay to uh, Zach Ertz where Javon Hargrave had a step on him to like catch up to him. Jordan Davis runs down Zach Ertz and like tackles him. Of course, they got the first down on the play, but just the fact that he has the recognition to then stop the pass rush and he saw that going to like the screenplay and he ran the, and he ran him down. 
And um, there was another play too as well. There was a run play. He's you're going to see Jordan Davis a lot lined up on the center because he's a big three four oh, package God. type of yeah, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So he pushed the left guard uh, where Eno Benjamin couldn't get the cutback, and like you could tell there was like panicking there. He didn't know where to go. I think it was like a second and one. And they stop him for a loss of like five on the play. I, I this is kind of like we're not off topic, but I don't care, especially on the defense. I mean, it, well, actually, solely on the defensive side, I, we need to stop with the like. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet because yeah. so much of what an individual player will do at every position on the defensive side of the ball won't shouldn't show up on the right. stat sheet because you did a good job like cornerbacks for example like oh he didn't have any interceptions he didn't have any pass deflections he didn't have any tackles that's probably because they weren't thrown his way because he was locking it down of course defense like d- d- defensive uh, uh you know defensive line like oh you you know, you didn't get you didn't get a sack or something, but you're in the face the entire See, time, this, causing pressure. Yeah, like win rate, all that stuff. Like that shows me you're there. And then on the flip side of that is like you know linebackers that rack up 12, 13 tackles. You know that's it's not always either way. Like the 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 story of their game, but like you some some of those guys because I've seen it for years could have all these tackles. Because they're in bad position and they have to chase down guys that beat them and right. make the tackle. Of so, course. like, like stat-wise for the defensive side of the ball, yes, there's definitely some stats that are great that can define the game. But I don't need like no, I know. Oh, but what like, did he do for me? Exactly. But this yeah. is like us looking at the game, right? Yeah. And like a lot of other analysts out there who like watch the game, I'm but just, like watch all the aspects. And I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. But like, there's players who are like, for example, like I look on Twitter today and I see. This Cowboys fan comparing Jordan Davis's stats to um, Oduwiki. I, f- I forget what the defensive Odigizoa. lineman. Odigizoa, thank you. Uh, they were comparing his stats to like Jordan Davis. Like, oh my God, we got the better player. And it's like, well, for like, you know, there's so many levels to like, you know, all of this stuff. But like, anyway, I digress here. You know, there's snap counts, there's, you know, like rotation, yeah, all that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but anyway, either way. Um, really good game by Jordan Davis. Um, I, I was really, really thrilled to see him. Actually, this is his highest snap yeah. count that he had all season, and it's just going to keep increasing. And I think it was his highest grade too. Yeah, so no, he was he was phenomenal in this he, game. He was uh, he was very noticeable, and he was very good. Right. I was keeping an eye on him. And now that I just remembered, before um, I move on, but uh, I remember uh, talking about our Week One analysis of like the Eagles game too, as well, where James Bradbury had the pick six, and like. We were talking about the whole it doesn't show in the stat sheet and stuff. But like what triggered that play was Marlon Tuipulatu uh, getting to Jared Goff and forcing him to make the throw earlier than he wanted to for Kazir White to get the tip on the ball and for James Bradbury to bring it back for a pick it's six. So, all, all yes, things like look that. at the full play before exactly. you make your call on it. So exactly. that, that's what I like. That's what I like to see. Um, other than that, dude, I mean, um, I love seeing Hassan Reddick get to the quarterback, which is awesome because he's been, he's been showing it the last few weeks. He, dude, honestly, he's been just a breath of fresh air. Um, he was really quiet the first couple of weeks, and the coaches were saying, like, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. We can see it on tape. It's, it's going to get there. And, you know, their coaches, they're biased. Like, I get it. Like, you know, they're going to keep saying that, but we see it right now. He is getting forced fumbles, he's getting sacks, he's getting tackles, tackles for loss. I mean, you can even see it in some of the coaches with how they react to stuff and how they their tone and stuff like where you can be like, 
oh, you're just saying that to say it. And some coaches are like, oh, like, no, we're happy with what we're seeing. Yeah. We know that it's close. Like, you can right. tell. And, like, I can tell that they could tell. Yes. And then that makes sense. I'm with you. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he, could he, tell. he could tell yeah. where it's going to go. I and get then, it. And then eventually something <laughs> would happen so yeah. we could all tell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, he's been he's been awesome. That's that's why I really hope this uh, you know, just I'm really I'm going to go back to the game for a second, but like I really hope this Brian Burns trade works out because I would love having an edge rush of him and Hassan Reddick going. But anyway, um so Either way, I'll wrap it up. You know, hey, Kyle Murray slid before the uh, first down marker, caused them to go for a field goal. Just and, like, and Amandola missed it, and the Eagles win. <laughs> I, like, and I, I just want to like point out that. And first off, like, I don't know if like Kingsbury is like defending Kyle, Kyler or like I don't know what he's doing. But after he's like, yeah, I thought he got that first down. I'm like. I thought he did. honestly, Connor. I thought he did too. I did. I, I saw him yeah. slide, short, but like yeah, the thing, it was but, close. But it's not. But here's the thing: is like, even if he did get the fir- first down, yeah. he would have got it just at that. Like he had another yard to go, and this is like the life or death moment, really, right? Right. Like it's the life or death moment, right? Because then you don't have to like you can like you can spike the ball. The whole spiking thing—that's another story. But like. You go for it there, and then also you can maybe take a shot for the win. I, of course. Well, you can. Actually, you absolutely could. Of course you can. You're in a good right? position. You, you Kyle's got, got the arm. Time. And you had time. Um, but life or death moment, like, and you're sliding early like that, that tells me a whole lot. Like, bro, come on. Like, I know. I see. Because, again, here's the thing is I got Daniel Jones that I'm working with. That dude would go head first. He would take on – he doesn't have the talent that Kyler has. Right. He 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 would go head first and take a concussion to make sure he had a yard over that first down mark if mm-hmm. he could get it. Right. Like he would do that. No. Those agreed. type of guys, like Kyler doing that is just like another – and you know I'm actually like – He looks erratic. But Kyler, year. he does. Watch he has, he he does not look good. Yeah, he looks erratic. And I know you're not a Kyler fan. No. I – you know, I'm not gonna. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not like a. I'm not like a Kyler like bandwagon. Yeah, advocate. But, but, but I'm a, like I'm a believer in Kyler. Like I right. think like I've seen the good of Kyler. I'm like man, like you can maximize his potential. He's dangerous. Like he can win games many different ways. But it's it's the head with me for him. Like, yeah, yeah. That I, type of stuff right there. It's like come on, dude, and then snap it. Like and then spiking the ball. Like. I he wants to play Call of Duty. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm just, uh, I, you know, I've always been out on Kyler. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just don't. I'm not a big fan of, of like his game or whatever. But you know, he does have all the talent in the world. So I see why you like him. I really do. I see why the vast majority of oh, he's also phone. he's he's exciting. Like he he's is an electric. He doesn't talent. actually. That's another thing, by the way. He didn't run the ball he like has it at all. all. Year. He yeah. has it all year, which is and, so strange. And like, I'm wondering how much of this is Kingsbury because too, like, he ran the ball four times for ten yards. I know. for ten and yards per carry. What I'm liking is they're like, like I predicted, and I've been uh, like a very hard critic on Marquise Brown in Baltimore because that was good. Because, that, honestly, that was a good play by him. The one touchdown well, he got. I, I, that's that was, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, I've been a critic on him in Baltimore because, I mean, his usage isn't his fault, but when he was used how he should be, should have been used, he's been, he drops the ball. He drops the ball yeah. 
But when he went to Arizona, I was like, this is the perfect fit for him. It's the perfect player for Kyler. They yeah. played together and they fit each other perfectly. Where like I'm like, this will work. Like hopefully they utilize him the right way. They have been. And that's been working across the board. But they they need they definitely need hop back for sure. Oh, once they get hop back, dude, yeah, that's gonna open up everything. But and I, I think really, I think honestly, Kyler should run more. He he needs to. Yeah, because like, that opens up everything else. He he needs to because yeah, he's not he's not that like breakaway speed that Lamar has, but he's that scurry, 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 and he can make people miss, and, right. then, and then he can slide down. He he can do whatever he wants he for sure. Have to take big hits for sure, but you know. This Arizona team has just been such a bleh team to me. And I'm really hoping that when D-Hop comes back, they get it together because Kingsbury is right up there for me after Ron Rivera and Frank Reich. To be yeah. Like, hey, like, come on. Like, their roster isn't fantastic, but it's also not – it's not horrible and you have – premier players at the premier positions yes. where you shouldn't be not only you shouldn't be two and three, but like games like this, like even though the Eagles are the better team than the Cardinals with the Eagles playing like this, you know, you had every opportunity to come and win this game and you, yeah, should, you probably I mean, should have. I mean, like, like the Cardinals, like, I mean, it's, it's tough to say it's week five. I get it, but like, this like a back against the wall type of situation, you know? They haven't. You win good. against an undefeated team that really skyrockets your confidence moving and, forward. And you again, know? this team, like last year, the year before, like regardless of where they end up, like you saw games that they won where it was like, wow, yeah, like this is what they can do. Like you see, like the Bills, for example, like sure they could have a dud game against Miami, and, and, and not that Pittsburgh. It was also like 115 yeah, on the field, you know what I mean? Regardless. Yeah. And not that Pittsburgh is this great like but look what like look what Buffalo did against Pittsburgh. Like that was just like oh oh my god. Yeah. Like this is like like Arizona had wins like that the last they did. two years. They did. Regardless if they can do it as much as teams like Buffalo can and you know all the time whatever but the fact that we haven't seen that at all from them this year yeah. is like concerning because it's not just d hop like now you have marquise brown where you can go deep downfield and have those allen to davis plays so like, yeah you can do that but they they don't have much on defense they don't you know their defense is definitely yeah like it's like buddha baker it's jj watt then you got uh Byron murphy's okay yeah isaiah isaiah um simmons and then you got zach collins of Jay course collins. Yeah. yeah, and then like other than that, I mean, no, yeah, they're, they're, like their no defense one. is definitely, but that, but that's the thing. It's like their defense was always kind of like the, eh. yeah, but their offense. True. It's like, you know, you got because I'm not even going to say offensive line because Kyler thrives actually when he's on the run and when the play breaks down, whether right. you like it or not, he actually plays better almost yes. when that happens. So. Their offense, like I really like to see them open it up, and I think like Kingsbury has to know that like I gotta start opening it up more because it's my job. Yeah, hey, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I really am. I like to see Team succeed, but um, you know, I just don't like Kyler. Anyway, yeah. so we got the win. Love to see it. Um, I got nothing more to say for that. Five and zero. Oh. Uh, yeah, five and zero, oh, and got a big game this week, which I'm going to get into uh, with our. Uh, 
you know, week uh, six picks and everything. But let's go into this little week five analysis. Yeah. Um, but, Connor, I think I'm going to end the episode here. And then we can start the week five analysis yeah. and week six picks. I think that's the perfect thing to do. Especially because as the season goes on, we're going to have more around the league talk and then Giants-Eagles analysis. So, yeah. I'll stop it here. So, you know, um, yeah, not going to waste any time. So, uh, yeah, peace. Peace.